Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me multi-award-winning screenwriter, Antoinette, Tony for short, Fernandez. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tony. I'm so excited to be here. I love your energy. And as I said, your little paintings on the wall. So as you're saying that, I'm still <laughs> like, peeking like, okay, so what's over there? What's over there? <laughs> Just like, that's why I'm mesmerized by it actually. Oh yeah. well I'm so glad. You've got a nice wall of wall of art and looks like really yeah. fun things behind you too. So <laughs> we are like minded. <laughs> Those are actually um, trophies and um, my laurels and a huge picture of my sister I um, did for Still Got the Juice, which is one of our projects. So in memory of her, because she passed away, I put her on our poster. Oh. Um, this is like my accomplishment office. So it's the whole entire room is designed for my accomplishments. So. 72 awards there's a ton of trophies on the walls that's amazing i love that i love that my i love when people are confident to say and and confident in their own achievements to be like i'm gonna celebrate myself because i i worked hard and i want to look at the things that i did (laughs) right not even that the funny story is so remember you said you did performing arts Mm -hmm. so my sister that passed away, me and her had a, a singing rap group. She was the singer. I was the rapper. So anything I've ever did, I won something, right? Mm. So I won an award with her for music. And then when I did music on my own, I won an award. So when I moved to the new house, I said, well, I can't just write. I If I'm going to do this, I'm, I need to add writing awards to this room because Mm. I wanted it to be my never give up room, my accomplishment room, because sometimes when we do things, we go through obstacles and Mm -hmm. you want to give up. But if you have something to show you to keep going, yes, you're going. I have this saying on my wall says, keep going because you didn't come this far to come this far. Mm. So every month, every month I got a new trophy went on the wall. It reminds you, you didn't come this far to get this far. So it's, it isn't all about the trophies, but it's, it's a way for you to keep going, Mm. not to give up when you hit an obstacle. You know what I mean? And sometimes people do give up because they hit that obstacle and they can't, they need someone else to motivate them to keep going, but you got to motivate yourself, Mm -hmm. right? When there's, Mm. we were in the middle of COVID, you're not around anybody, Mm -hmm. right? That motivation I did the whole accomplishment room to keep me from feeling like, forget it. I'm not going to do this no more. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, to keep you from that place where, cause it is, it can be really, really hard to, you can be so deep into a project or something and f- feel the whole time like this sucks. I'm bad. This is bad. I'm never going to do it. Nothing's working. And you have to like take a step back and be like, and examine where it started, how far you've come outside of this one singular thing that's giving you difficulties. Like, wow, okay, I can do this because I've 
clearly already done this before. <laughs> and so when you've done it before, it's, it's so, it's just, that's a great idea to have, have an accomplishments room. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it will so motivate you because sometimes you, not everybody sees your vision, mm. right? Everybody sees it. So you could be my best friend, but you aren't into what I'm into. So you don't feel how I feel. And mm. sometimes that can make me feel a certain type of way, right? right? So I'm looking for your approval, but I don't get it. You're not being mean. That's just, you're not into what I'm into. Yes. So I find it in myself to be my own cheerleader, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that that's that motivation to keep going and still keep my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. She's still going to celebrate with me, but she doesn't have to understand everything I do to celebrate with me, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's where the difference comes in is we expect so much from our family, from our friends, from this. And when they don't, when we don't get the approval we want from them, we become angry with them. And there's no reason to do that Mm -hmm. if you believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you create that cheerleader in yourself and your little space where you walk in that room, I did this. Mm -hmm. All right. Be proud of that. And the support is going to come. Yeah. Right. It's not always from your friends. It's not always from your family. It comes from people you don't know. Yes. Yes. I actually saw something recently that was like, guys, sometimes your biggest supporters are going to be strangers mm-hmm. because, some, you know, sometimes it's it's hard for the people that we know really well, even no matter how well intended they they are, no matter how much they love you, like you're saying, they they they're not always going to be on the same page as you. And also it depends on what part of your life this person knows you from for them to be able to make the connection to even two years, even one year ago, right? Right. We're all very, very different people than we were a year ago. So those people that were part of like really integrated in your life a year ago, might not understand where you're at right now and not be able to provide you with the validation or the support that you you're needing but then you have strangers who might have been following the progression of your work like intensely and just completely there every step of the way it's it's humans have crazy relationships yeah Today, it's so funny you say that. I I share everything that I do from interviews to features in magazines. And this girl, I never met her in my life. I don't know who she is. I don't know how she got on my page. She said, you really inspire me. I've been following you and I am so inspired. I had to sit back and say, I was looking on her page like, who is this? (laughs) This is a joke. Like, what? It's men, it's women. Mm-hmm. And when I get to inspire one person, mm-hmm. I'm doing my purpose. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, it's not all about the trophy. It's what impact am I leaving you with when I leave you today? Mm-hmm. I always say that because we leave an oppression on everybody we meet. Yes. So if I inspire you not to give up, to keep going, I did my job. Yes, yes. I There's something that's kind of on the other side of that a little bit where <laughs> there's this <laughs> saying that's like the very, the bare minimum is to not make someone's day worse. 
That is the most bare minimum that we can possibly exist in. Just don't make anyone's day worse. And that might just mean completely disengaging from a specific conversation, just being like, okay, I have to, I have to walk away. Or, you know, if, if they need space and you're trying to cheer them up, like, maybe they don't need that. So it just needs to be not making their day worse. It's so, and and that's like, (laughs) I try to approach everything that way. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. It's, it's almost like you have to know people's trigger moments, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of not make it about yourself all the time. Yeah. You know, so I I definitely had to learn that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, I mean, think about it. Like, some when I go around my family, I don't talk about what I do. Right. Right. I know they see what I do. So you don't want to be that person coming in like, look at me, look at me. So I never talk about me. I just I just try to try to catch up on what they've been doing and this yeah. and that. And it's like you're saying, try not to make someone's day worse. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a good have to I'm gonna have to use that. <laughs> use that. <laughs> I like you're right. We gotta know our limits. We and- have to look limits absolutely for me it was i i can i i can be sarcastic sometimes most of the time and i yeah pardon what's your zodiac sign oh scorpio that's tammy i'm a gemini (laughs) so tammy's scorpio i'm oh my god i meet so many scorpios it's it's they're all different i'll tell you that much (laughs) all are different very different so i i know scorpios are very very sarcastic so um i'm in that ballpark too Mm -hmm. being a guy so my jokes go too far sometimes yeah i've had to learn that like not everyone like i love it when people come at me with sarcasm i think it's hilarious because that's my like go-to brand of humor um (laughs) and like i i wouldn't ever do it specifically with malicious intent but i forget that not everybody can read sarcasm and receive it in a way that isn't taken personally and so for me it had i had to shift away from being like i'm just kidding like don't take it so seriously to i'm making your day worse when I'm sarcastic to you. So I'm not going to be sarcastic because that's just like, you know, not everybody enjoys sarcasm. <laughs> True. But at the same time, if they know you, um, they, they, it shouldn't be uncomfortable for them. Right. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes you have to tippy toe around everybody. That makes you uncomfortable. True. Right. You're yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know you and I'm not going to, I'm not gonna be sarcastic because yeah. I, I wrote this little um, funny thing. It's a it's an excerpt from my one of my projects, and it's like um, being unattractive with a big ego is an absolute fail. Knock it off, right? <laughs> but it's a joke. It's a joke that's in the. Oh my god! Like I got so many people laughing, thinking I'm actually talking about somebody, but I'm not. It's an. It was a. It was something. <sighs> one of my projects. So everybody's commented on calling the person ugly. I'm like, I'm not calling anyone ugly. Um, it, it's just. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's from the comedy that I'm writing, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's just piggybacking off of what you're saying. Sometimes your sarcasm can go the wrong way mm-hmm. and it could go, or it can make them laugh. So mm-hmm. were really mad at me. And some people were just like, I've never heard someone say something like that. So, so I love sarcasm. I love it. Yeah, I might get offended, but I'm going to laugh because I know you didn't mean harm. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. if we're both two people that are, sarca- are sarcastic, we're going to have fun with each other, but it might get tense. <laughs> both know it's sarcasm. Yeah. Right? So, but I yeah. get it. I like to be entertained. So how did you, dis- how, how do you decide what stories you want to tell when you sit down to write a script? It's weird because it's not like I sit down and I think of things to write. Like I could be watching a movie. I could be talking to you and something, you say something that triggers me to say, I like that. I can feel that. I'm going to write about that. Right. So it's, it's, it's the energy. It's what I'm around. It's, it's, I might be on a phone at work and uh, one of my clients might say something that triggers me to feel sorry for what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And I'll write about it or football. I love football. Right. So our, our best guy left us. Right. So I, the pain and everything that everybody felt from that, I wrote about it. Right. Cause I was one of those people who felt that. So it's the feeling right? It's the feeling I get to tell a story. Like it could be sad. It could be funny. It could be sarcastic. Like you said, the whole movie may be like sarcastic, right? Mm -hmm. It's just the feeling I get that I may have been driving down the highway and just in deep thought. And I'm like, I should write about that because someone else might feel that way. You know what I mean? So I'd like to write things that people can relate to. So it's not not one particular thing that makes me sit down and say, okay, today I'm going to write a script about jogging, right? It doesn't work. Today. It's just, I'll get that bug of something will stick in my head and I could dream of it as well. And I, I have my phone with my little note um, thing. I, I'll get right up and it'd be clear as day and I'll write it down. I'll write the first scene in my, in my notes. Wow. Right. Because I can't, if I can't let go of it and it sticks to me, it's meant for me to write. Mm. So if it just comes in passing, yeah, I'll write, write, write down what a good title will be to that. Cause sometimes you'll say, you may say something or somebody else may say something. I'll be like, wow, that would be a good title. Boom. I'll write it down. Mm. So now I got an idea. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't stick to me, I'm not going to go to it immediately. Right. But if it sticks to me, I go, it's like the Energizer Bunny and I can't stop. I can't stop writing it. That's how I know it's meant for me to write. That's how I know it's going to be something good. Do you ever, so let's say a, a title pops into your head. Um, you have no idea what it's for. It's just, it's there, no general concept around it. And then like, some period of time later, something else will happen. And you're like, oh my God, the t- this theme that I'm thinking of would be perfect in matching this title that I considered months ago. Does that sort I, of... Absolutely. Uh, and I'll tell you a funny story. So I, I, I was thinking of another comedy because just by chance is a comedy, but it's a sports comedy. So I had this comedy 
I have this comedy that it was called Slippery Slopes, all right? It's about a mother who's been divorced four times, right? And she's trying to tell her kids how to have a great sex life, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Slippery Slopes is they never get past go because they're too busy listening to their mom because they were there staying with her. <sighs> so she tries to give them tips on how, what they should be doing <sighs> to make their relationship last longer. So it's so embarrassing to the guy because this is his mother saying, your, your, your girlfriend is standing at the uh, in the kitchen, leaning against the counter, unhappy. He's like, oh, she's good. We had a, a real adventurous night. And she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, how could you know that? If you heard, would you peek through the door? So to story short, the title was Slippery Slopes. So I decided one day back on Prince, I was watching a documentary of him, right? And the song, Darling Nikki, Right, mm-hmm. that made me name it. The girl's name is Darlene Nikki. Right, with uh... so that in my mind, I knew what girl named Nikki. Well, I guess you could, you know what I mean. But it's the mother doing that. It's the mother <laughs> trying to make the kids get their little groove on, like how she does. But mind <laughs> you, she's been divorced four times. Oh my god. Well, so that's 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 for everybody to figure out why. But yeah. that's what the comedy is. It was called Slippery Slopes, but I thought I'd make it more intriguing. Yeah. Kyle and Nikki, and it, it's just fun. That, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I I'm always fascinated, fascinated, fascinated by people's writing processes because everyone has completely different approaches. It's right. it's and it's it's a there's no right or wrong way it's all about finding what works for you because if you just try to do what everyone is telling you how it's supposed to be done like it it helps to hear other people's processes because then you can maybe be like "Ooh, i like that they have this part in their process i'm gonna try that but the rest of it doesn't work for me right like it's so fascinating do you ever get inspired by like color palettes or is it usually the themes and stuff that come to you music makes me write i it the moment i hear a song the moment if i watch a video like it's just the mood Mm -hmm. even when i write i write to music if i'm writing horror i listen to horror music Mm -hmm. like the the um what is it called? It's like the most scariest. It's on YouTube. I forgot what it's called, but it's the theme music. Like it got the scary voices in the background and Ooh. it's haunting and doors are creeping open. I write when I'm doing horror, I write to music like that. If I'm doing something upbeat and fun, I'm putting on nineties music. I'm putting on techno. I'm putting on anything that can make me excited about that time Mm. right because Mm -hmm. that's gonna make me feel good in that scene yeah so the scene I am the scene right Right. so when you read it or you see it you're like wow I felt like I was in the 90s I felt like I was in the 80s when I seen that but that's Mm. what I'm listening to when I wrote it Mm. 
That's so, that's smart. <laughs> that's yeah. really smart. It, it, it's it's a process that I use that it just takes my mind further mm. than me being silence in writing because I feel like when I write in silence, I'm overthinking what I'm supposed to be writing mm -hmm. versus I have the theme music I'm gonna write and I'm it's just gonna flow rather than my brain hurting yeah because I'm so hard to think of the scene right right because then you're then it gets into that place where when there's no like white noise and no external sounds at all I, I feel like a lot of times we self-edit as right. as you go and and that's that's how you get stuck in that place where you're you're like you said thinking too hard too much in your head about it and then it mm -hmm. takes you out of it and then you're forcing the scene and you're not even writing something that naturally would happen because you're right. not comfortable right and i do a lot of research mm -hmm. a lot of research so if um with seven evils like i'm scared of horror myself so could you imagine me writing <sighs> So I had the lights on for like weeks sleep. Um, but you have to research what you're writing because you want it to make sense to the viewer and the reader, whoever's reading it. Cause you don't want to tell a story and be like, I never heard of that. And you look it up like, I'm, that's not even anywhere. Right. So <laughs> that's want, not even a thing. <laughs> right. So you want to make sure what you're writing makes sense and people can relate to it. I think when anything you do being a singer, being a dancer, if you love ballet and you're doing a move and you're on your toes and ballet, we can't understand it. We don't know the craft that goes into that, but another ballet dancer can, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to gravitate to you because they can relate to how you did that pose, mm -hmm. how you twist it, right? So the way I'm writing and I'm telling the story, it's going to give you a certain type of feeling. If I don't got that feeling when I'm writing it, how are you going to have that feeling when you're watching it and reading it? So if I'm a robot writing, mm. it's going to be a robot movie. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's going to be choppy and it's going to be unnatural. <laughs> right. So that's why they, every every person I've studied or I've I've watched or read this script, they always say, write how you feel mm -hmm. yes there's a standard way of doing script writing right right but the main thing is if you can't capture an audience if they can't relate to it they're not going to be interested in anything you're doing have you always had a passion for screenwriting no no and i no. i i tell this story all the time so i always did music Okay. Mm -hmm. I can play piano. I would compose the music and my sister would sing and I, I would be the rapper. So I always wanted to be this big rap star. Okay. But my aunt would say, Tony, I just think I really, I know you really want to do music. I won an award for best female rap artist back in 2009, I believe it was at the New England Urban Music Awards. And I was so excited about it. And my aunt was like cheering me on and cheering me on. She was like, Tony, I know you're going to get mad at me, but I really think your purpose is writing. You should turn your songs into films. Mm -hmm. She's like the way she was, was a published author, the way you tell a story 
it's a, it's a different type of feeling. And I, for years I ignored her mm. and ignored her. All I wanted to do was music. And I always tell the story of when you're meant to do something and you're supposed to do something, it's going to keep coming back at you. Mm-hmm. So when my sister passed away, I lost my interest in music and writing became my healing. So I would do local um Write, writing local video treatments for other singers and act singers and um, rappers. Then I started filming their videos. And that is how I got into it because people was like, you're really good at this. And my, I would be like, I told you, I told you. And I still didn't believe her. I still didn't believe her mm-hmm. till I went to New York. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history. And now I really believe her because <laughs> like, listen, even before she died, she said, Tony, you were going to make it. She was like, you have a gift. I told you this was your purpose. This is your purpose. And I see you going so far with it. And I didn't believe her. And look. Mm. You know, yeah. what a great, I, I love, I love when, I love to hear stories about people who, there's this one person who just keeps saying like, you're really, really good at this. And this is what you should be doing. Not in a way that's saying that's putting down your, you know, whatever passion you're having, they're still supporting and encouraging you in all of your endeavors. But they're like, listen, like, you're, you're, you're really good at this. And then when it finally all clicks, and you're like, wow, this person really really had my best interest in mind my happiness my entire like soul (laughs) in 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 mind absolutely and she I I can be honest with you I at first I was like why are you trying to deter me away from music I love music this Mm -hmm. is all she's like I'm not Tony I'm I'm telling you I've never met someone that writes like you that's what she always tell me. And I just didn't believe her. And then I started meeting other people that would say that and other people that and people that are way better than me that would say that. So then I started still not believing. And then I started winning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, then they can't be lying. <laughs> like they got no reason to lie to me. <laughs> Uh, and they, all of them said to me, like, I cannot believe you still didn't believe me after it took you to for, to believe what we were saying. And I was like, I can't explain it. It's just, you know, it's people, you know, you think they're just telling you mm-hmm. something. But they weren't lying. And it can also, I think, be something where if that's not where you picture, if that's not where you perceive your your strongest talents to be it's hard to see that not that you're not talented in the thing that you are convinced is the thing you're most talented in but there might be something that you are even better at like you might be really really good at uh like a really great rapper but what they're then saying is all right you're great at this but you're excelling without even trying at this other thing and it can be kind of a weird kind of thing because you're like oh it's exactly what you said she she was blunt with me she said tony 
you're not going to go out there rapping about sex. That's not you. You're a more emotional writer. You write about life. And there's nothing wrong with rappers who do rap about that. That some of those songs are really good to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was just making me aware that is not you. This Mm -hmm. is the trend right now. You're not in that trend, right? And you can be as original as you want, but right now, this is what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to get your heart broken if you're not picked up. And let me give you another story. I met, I did the showcase and I met a guy from Sony Music. His name was Mark. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, Tony, He was like, you should really get into film. You should think about doing uh, movies. You should think about doing film. And I wanted to punch him dead in the face. (laughs) I'm meeting you for you to get me. You're you're the head A&R in Sony. So you wanted to meet me. And he was like, I just feel like you should be doing like film projects. That's what he told me. And I was just, and my aunt said, see, You don't want to listen to me. So God keeps telling you through everybody, this is what you should be doing. And Mm -hmm. it broke my heart. I was so mad at that guy. (laughs) Let me tell you, I missed an opportunity because I was mad at him because I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do music. Mm -hmm. So when you're stubborn and you think you know everything and you just your your mind so set on what you want to do but other people can see something that you don't Mm. I learned my lesson from that Mm -hmm. I I did so if Mark you're out there I took your advice (laughs) (laughs) right so it's it's one thing my aunt she just seen it in me and everybody else I met in New York was like, Tony, this is your purpose. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You're really, really, you're outstanding at it. And I would sometimes go home and be like, ah, but you know what? You get that aha moment and you know, they yes. were all. Yes. And the aha moment then doesn't mean that you have to abandon the other things that have helped build right. you and fill your soul with you know purpose in other ways it just means hmm it's time to to you know put this other one in the forefront you know it's it's that whole everybody i feel like the primary theme of the last year and a half has been you know accepting that we have to be able to be flexible and be able to pivot and say okay well this is no longer a viable option this is not a thing or even not necessarily that it's a not a viable option it's just maybe it gets down to a point where it's like okay well all the signs are pointing to this direction that i've been fighting but it's time to do it you can't fight it but the you i'm gonna piggyback off what you said of it doesn't mean you can't do what you always wanted to do because i still compose music Mm -hmm. right so i can still do the scores for certain scenes and then let other people who do scores do those as well. So it's one thing, yeah, I'm not going to be this big rap star, but I've made my way in writing Mm -hmm. as everyone placed upon me. (laughs) (laughs) I keep creative. I'm always writing. I'm always creating something. Right now I'm filming an animation. Mind you, I'm doing all the sets. I'm doing all 
editing. I'm doing all the color grading. So I'm doing everything. And I do the voiceovers just to let the actors know, like if the actor's gonna, if the character's gonna have an accent, I kind of want it to sound a little like this, but you can do your own thing with it, with your, your voiceover. Right. So it's, I constantly create new projects. So a major network can say, oh, wow, you have this, 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 and this. You have a you have a pool of things to pick from. Mm-hmm. So one, you might like this one. You may not like that one. Mm-hmm. And then whatever one gets us there, we're going to work on the rest. Yes. Right? Yes, 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 yes. It's the um, not all art is for everyone. That doesn't mean that anything is good or bad art. It's just not for everyone. And that right. applies for various genres of film, right? Where, I mean, it's just everyone has their own personal tastes and experiences that they bring to the table when they absorb content. And so it's so important to have projects that you are passionate about that run the gambit so that you can be like, what you want to do? Because I can, I can do all these things. Right. Pick one. Right. <laughs> Pick one from um, the grab bag. <laughs> like, I want to be able, as a writer, you should be able to. Mm-hmm. You should be able to write anything. And the reason why I say this, because every day I'm doing something with writing. If mm-hmm. I'm not reading a book, if I'm not taking a class, I'm filming. Mm. Right. I'm at rehearsal. I'm doing something to be productive every single day with my skill because I'm consistently polishing it, Mm. right? Because every day a new writer comes along that's fresh, that's new, that somebody's excited about. So you have to always find ways to make yourself stand out because you don't want to say, I want to be the next. Like Shonda Rhimes is one of my favorite writers, right? The reason why, and I love all the rest of the female writers and directors with Shonda Rhimes, she writes everything. Mm-hmm. And that's me. I love the diversity. I love how she has how to get away with murder. She had that show Bridgerton on Netflix. She had Grey's Anatomy. She had Scandal. All that. She wrote that. Yeah. And she wrote for, that's what I like. That's me. I'm not her, but that's my personality. Right. Right. I like, I have a such a diverse field of friends. I want to write for them. Mm. I don't want to be in a box where I have to write just this. I want everybody. I want you. I want someone that's in India, Italy to be like, oh, I love Tony. (laughs) Tony wrote that. Oh my God. I got to watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I love Shonda Rhimes. I feel like she goes the extra mile for her audience mm-hmm. and, and none of the other ones do because they also do, but I like the variety of what she presents networks on, on television. Yeah. You know? That's not putting any other writer or director down because like I said, I admire all of them because mm-hmm. they're somewhere I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I from everybody what I like about them but Shonda is my favorite (laughs) in a candy store when it comes to learning Mm. and the funny thing that you said you always want to challenge yourself I gave an actor something the other day because he always 
seems to do this type of role. And I think he thought I was going to give him, let him audition for the one he wanted. And I said, no, I'm going to give you this to audition for. And I need you to do an accent you have until Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be fun because you're taken out of your element. And that's what you want to be able to yes. do. Even yes. if it's not setting him up to fail, it's something you did it. You tried it. If it doesn't work for you, okay, you got to do that. And maybe it's something you'll do later. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll unlock something that you didn't even know was there. With having multiple, multiple award-winning projects, right. <laughs> um, and they're making the rounds on film festival circuits, does that ever present added pressure for future projects to succeed in the same ways that ones in the past have? Absolutely. And it's on, it's, we put pressure on ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So it, one, we made, we raised our bar so much higher Right. by what just happened in 2021. Mm -hmm. So now everybody's looking at you. People are inspired by you. So they're not expecting any, uh, they're not expecting a dud from you. Mm -hmm. So if you, they're expecting you to deliver at all times, the same quality or better. So I don't overdo it. And I don't look at it like, oh my God, I got to be better than everything I've done. What I do it doesn't matter how many awards I win, I'm still creating within that time frame. I don't take a break. I never take a break. So I did still got the juice, that blew up, okay? I, I went to just by chance and out on a limb. Those started blowing up. I still kept going. I wrote seven evos, that came out and that blew up and I'm still continuing, mm. right? So I don't let myself how do I say this without people um, thinking I'm not, I don't appreciate what's going on. I win, I congratulate myself mm -hmm. and I move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Because if I stay stuck in that ego of I'm the woman right now in people's eyes, I'm gonna fail on the next project because I'm too stuck on winning. I'm too stuck on, I have to impress everybody. Mm -hmm. If I just sit back, go to the next one, use the same formula I used, it's going to continue, right. right? Continue to be organic. So if I'm forcing a story, you're going to be like, oh, she just rushed out to hurry up and put something out. I know my limits. I know when to back off. And then come back and it's refreshed and okay, they want to see me again. Because sometimes if you shove yourself in everybody's face all at once, they're going to get tired of you. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just look at these four projects that did very well and we're going to take them to the next level. So we created that resume of them winning awards. So now we create the visuals and we give the people what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the, the, the whole idea of like, as soon as you're, as soon as you're really comfortable, that's when things start to go downhill. As soon as you tell yourself nothing can possibly go wrong. And I think there's a difference. There is a difference between I have no confidence in my work and, um, you know, and the 
than the the too much confidence even right. though they they sit in about the same feeling yeah if that makes it it's like they're like right there it's like the line between love and hate right there's right. like a really fine line between feeling really confident in what you put out and the quality of your work and then being complacent and overconfident in oh no matter what I'm gonna churn out something that everybody mm -hmm. loves because I'm amazing uh -oh. like no come in you're human, right? You're human. You don't, Steven Spielberg, I'm sure he's had things. He's like, I wish I never did that. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's one of those things you have to stay humble, mm -hmm. right? You have to stay humble. And I feel so good that I am humble. There's people like out there, they get one, um, they get in a, 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 a on a poster and their whole life changes and they all of a sudden put everybody down that's never been on a poster mm -hmm. or everybody down who's not on, who's never done what they've done. And don't do that because that same person can pass you tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? So I humble myself each time I win because I know there's somebody out there that wants to beat me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You never know what somebody else is working right. on. If you let just a little bit of fame make your ego so big <laughs> that people dislike you, you are not ready for this industry mm -mm. because what happens when you get money and you get famous and you can't go anywhere. Okay. Right. Because you can be the most richest person and so unhappy. Yeah. Because you have friends. Mm -hmm. So me, I know there's people watching me. They ask me questions. I give them the answers. How did you do it? I tell them. That doesn't mean you're going to have the same journey as me, but I'll share with you what I did to get here. You could take it and run with it and add your own and go on your journey. Mm -hmm. I'm always share information with you. I have nothing to hide because it was shared with me. Yes. Right? Yes. No gatekeeping. <laughs> what am I going to get out of it if I'm like, no, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. So every day I'm sharing something with my, um, with the people on my page. This is what I went through. This is a, this is a fun fact about me. This is what I went through. Now people ask me questions. When you submit to festivals, what type of um, software are you using? I use Final Draft, right? What am I going to get out of saying I'm not telling you? Yeah. Like, what could possibly happen? You understand what I'm saying? And I think that the problem with some people is they feel like you're going to pass them if you give if they give you a little bit of information. No. Mm -hmm. Just because you tell me how do you do your podcast doesn't mean I'm going to be as successful as you. It doesn't mean I'm going to go that route. Mm -hmm. I may be successful, but I may go another way. What also happens is when you start to make it and the people are not with you, they get upset. Yeah. And then they become revengeful. So me personally, if you didn't believe in me yesterday, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to have vengeance against you because you didn't believe in me. I'm going to keep inspiring other people to not let that distract them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, Because what I'm teaching them they're going to feel so good about it and they're going to want to teach somebody else. They're not going to want to hold that to themselves. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. We're all messengers. 
Absolutely. Teach each other. So why am I not going to teach you? Why am I not going to inspire you? Because you're going to remember me, right? Think about it. Right now I'm in the spotlight and you ask me a question and I shunned you away. You're a whole inspiration from for me is gone. Yeah. The moment I did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So why, it's back to what you said. Why would I want to make your day worse? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And and the you know, the 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 gatekeeping of information, this like secret portfolio, nobody else gets to know the <laughs> secrets and really the secrets aren't even anything right. like you said it's like using final draft or i right. use audacity and it's like who did it right. hurt and i think right. it comes from that idea that like there's only room for one at the top yeah. and not everybody like no come on what right what? we all same 24 hours we all have our journey we have to walk right mm -hmm. we all have so think about it if i'm being this overconfident woman and i think i'm better than everybody my luck is going to run out and all of a sudden no one's going to want to interview me no one's going to want to work with me because they're gonna i don't want to talk to her she's so cocky like i'm good you know that's not the image i portray and even when i have actors we i tell them we don't do that over here mm -hmm. so i have somebody say to me you know what if i was you i would trash everybody that did me wrong i said no we don't do that over here mm -hmm. if they are mad at me I still wish them the best. Mm -hmm. I'm still happy for them. If they're not happy for me, there's nothing I can do about that. Nothing. I'm going to be mad. If I'm holding on to that energy of bitterness, I'm keeping myself stagnant. Yes. Why? Because I'm allowing them to distract me from my true purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's to move forward mm -hmm. with what I'm supposed to be doing. That's why people don't make it because they're too busy worrying about what the next person thinks about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And trying to change either smashing them to bits yeah. or trying so hard to change their opinion. Like it's right. never going to happen. Nothing you that you say is ever, ever. If, if someone has decided for whatever reason that they do not like you Right. It's it's never going to change. I mean, I don't want to say never. There is a percentage of chance that, you know, people can reconnect and, you right. know, have different. But in it, it's not going to be solved by spending your energy worrying about how it's being perceived by them. It's just because right. when and you do that, you, you end up not being able to focus on anybody else and doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Be humble about it. Be humble about it because you want the person that's inspired by you to be humble mm -hmm. when they win and treat people with respect when they win. Mm -hmm. So the next person inspired by them, it's a domino effect. So what's on the docket right now? So three things. So why? Yeah. So first Mason City, Mason City one through summer. I'm not going to give too much away because we're right now we're almost finished filming it. We still have to cast voiceover actors. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun animation. If you like, let's just say it's not a PG 13 animation, but for the festivals, we'll make it PG 13. Right. So it's, it's not explicit. It's more like a South park 
type of animation. Okay. So you'll be able to laugh. If you like video games and you like Uncharted, if you like to go on, like to do missions, to find things, Grand Theft Auto, where you get to, you like to go and go through that whole mafia effect. So Mason City is a combination of those things. So you have your South Park where their language is pretty funny. (laughs) And then you have the adventure. Mm. of the person has to solve a puzzle to get to the next level right so I always wanted to do Mason City as a game but it came out to be a story so I the back in 2008 is when I started it and I stopped yeah I stopped when my sister passed away and I finally in 2021 I finally got back into it and brought it back so it's like I always wanted to create a video game, but I ended up, like I said, my aunt said, turn my films into my songs into um, films. So basically what I did is I made an animated video to one of my songs. Right. And so it got some little exposure. And so then I created, I created one crew summer. So it was called one crew summer, the Galetti murders. And it got honorable mention at a machinima film festival back in 2009. So that's when I really said, okay, mm. maybe I should be doing this. So the um, we will have the whole um, log line and all that for everybody to get the great details on what Mason City is about. We have been posting stills and excerpts from Mason City um, because we are definitely looking for some experienced voice actors to be able to pull off the voices because we want them to have accents. So, cause it has to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all doing the everyday voice. It's not, it doesn't bring much to the character, right? right. So that's one of them. I have um, the word is out, the introduction to Still Got the Juice. So we have our first project, Still Got the Juice that I started back in 2016. So it's my journey mm-hmm. as a filmmaker making still got the juice and in the process of making still got the juice we won 72 awards so we're going to tell that documentary of how i started and where i am right now just to get more of that buzz just to get filmmakers interested in who i am what i'm about what people think of me and and so forth and what we've accomplished along the way so it's mm-hmm. like that resume but that visual resume it's like mm-hmm. your picture but it's that visual that's what we're doing with that and i kind of told you a little bit about darling nikki with the mother she's like the sex therapist and she's driving her kids insane <laughs> even though she's going through a divorce again right <laughs> after so it's a comedy I like to make people laugh mm. like you with your sarcasm everyone tells me my sister that passed away was actually funnier than me she could be a comedian but that's something we've always had sarcasm and it makes people laugh so but so I think it will be so fun for people we need fun we need comedy mm-hmm. and that's what I give um, my audience as well mm. I love that wow busy 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 before we get to our last two questions, is there anything else you want to add where we can find you, um, any of your previous work or current work or anything we didn't touch on? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Tony um, underscore filmmaker Fernandez. Um, so it's Tony underscore 
filmmaker underscore Fernandez, right? And then we have our Still Got the Juice page on Instagram also. It's still dot got dot the dot juice. And I'm on Twitter under Filmmaker Tony, T-O-N-I. And on Facebook, same thing, Tony Filmmaker Fernandez. And you can, I post regularly what I, and on Facebook, I'm always, if you're looking for gems, if you're looking to be inspired and just laugh and feel good and me, like I'm sarcastic, you can join me on Facebook because you're going to have a time of your life. It's, it's, it's just, you're going to know it's me. It's my personality, but you're always going to learn something from me. Mm. Amazing. And all of these handles will be in the show notes so you guys can easily click, click, click. You don't even have to go type it in yourself, guys. <laughs> so I ask this same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. Okay. First, what is your second favorite color and why? Green is my favorite color. because My second favorite color, red is my first one. Green is the second because it's so earthy. Mm, right like a forest green right right, the forest green it's just it's it's just the it just feels like peace to me red's the fiery me and green is like the peace so it's like the balance between Mm. the two it reminds me of the earth yeah it grounds you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. and last what in your opinion is the best part of being a woman that is a tough question because we go through so much. Um, I just love how we bring life into the world. Mm. And I feel like I'm not saying every man needs a woman. That's not what I'm saying. I feel like we are the backbone to everything. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I that. I don't, I, there's so many things I could say about being a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Because I love being one, mm-hmm. right? I don't like everything we go through, <laughs> nope. right? Nope, nope, nope. I love the idea of us being able, I don't have kids, but I love the idea of a woman being able to birth a child mm-hmm. and make the world continue to exist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be corny to some, but I don't have kids and I look at everybody else that has kids and I'm like, man, you know, mm-hmm. I wish but you know, yeah. but that's something I, I really admire about womanhood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it, I can't think of another word other than it's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. So when you asked that, I was like, I've never been asked that before because usually I get, how's it feel being a woman filmmaker? And I never look at it like that. Mm-hmm. I just look at me as one of someone making a film. Yeah. Excellent answer. I think it's, it's, it is such an incredible part of womanhood, right? Whether or not you have children, whether or not you, you can, can have, have children, you can yeah. still provide this nurturing creation instinct that right. we have. And yeah, because when my passed away, before she passed away, I had to step up mm-hmm. because she couldn't 
walk anymore. And she had five kids, right? So she had a young son, two young sons. You got to become an adult. You can't be a child anymore. Those kids need you, right? Mm -hmm. So even though I've never had kids, that motherly instinct, you get that to protect those children, Mm -hmm. to make sure you're doing everything you can to raise them, Mm -hmm. right? That's anybody. That's anybody. I don't care if you never had kids in your life. Sometimes you'll hear people say, well, you're not a mother. You don't know how it feels. Listen, (laughs) when you're put in that situation and you have to become someone's guardian, Mm -hmm. you suddenly learn how to be a mother. Yeah. And it's, it just kind of boop. It just turns right on right there. I mean, not that easy, obviously, like, but it's still like, it's what a, what a, what an incredible part of us. So it's, it's a beautiful experience. And that's why I say being a woman is so beautiful Mm. because people look up to you. Wow. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat today. I, I think we're going to make a lot of people want to jump up and go do a million productive things because I'm inspired. I don't know right. about you, but. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, every interview, I take away a gym and I run with it. And I, and you'll probably see me post something in regards to our interview because I love the energy. I love what you talked about. And I'm going to ask somebody, how's it feel to be <laughs> Because I never had that question. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I love being on your show. Again, I want to thank my PR team, Tammy. She rocks. She does. She's such a genuine person. And she's a Scorpio. So I love Scorpios. They're so cool. I love the sarcasm. Keep it up. (laughs) And thank you, Herstorians, for tuning in again week after week. Make sure you tell all your friends so that they can hear incredible stories just like Tony's. Get super inspired just like I am right now. So that's fun. (laughs) You guys can follow us on all of our social medias. We are everywhere. TikTok at Women of Her Story. Facebook, Women of Her Story. Uh, Twitter at The Her Story Pod. Instagram at Women of Her Story Podcast. And you can always visit our website at ofherstory.com. Until next week, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of.